0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, week five, you got some uh, some pretty good depth of ACC action here. You ready to go? You ready to talk about some?
1: Yeah, welcome to the real start of of the ACC football season, Joey. Now we are in conference play, full-fledged, not these random one-off games in September. We are now truly, for the most part, of course, in conference play from here on out. So this is great. This is where we start getting into the meat of the college football schedule. It's week five by you know two or three weeks from now. We're literally in the middle of college football season. We will have a really good idea as far as what some of these teams are, what some of these teams aren't, where we've been right, where we've been wrong, because I think there's going to be a lot of that. Um, And we'll have a better idea of where we're where we're headed. But yeah, week five is always a really good benchmark to try to kind of figure out these teams are heading into conference play.
0: Yep. Like you said, we are exclusively in ACC play for the most part at this point. Um, We've gotten a few weeks in here. We've gotten a lot of the out of conference stuff out of the way. There will still be a few assorted games as we go throughout the season. And of course, there's a few very specific out of conference games that happen at the very end of the season. But Um, we'll see one kind of random remaining out of conference game tonight, but for the most part, Mike, we have just straight up ACC on ACC action, just as the Lord intended. So, uh, if you are ready to go, we will go ahead and jump in, uh, and just to recap kind of where things stand with our Van Gorder coin balances, uh, once again, we started the year with 500 Van Gorder coin each. I am down to 378. You are down to 465. Mike it uh it could be going better uh I was yes. down I was down 41.80 last week you were down 39 last week I think we both took a couple of pretty gross bad beats of sorts um and yes had a couple of I other in your misses
1: yep yeah no doubt about it i I had a really bad betting week period last week not just on this show with any of my ACC bets that I actually placed I had a really really rough betting week last Saturday.
0: With your real-life Van Gorder coin, yes.
1: Yes, also known as my kid's college fund.
0: (laughs) That's right. Do they accept Van Gorder coin at Virginia Tech, Mike? Bitcoin. (laughs) Bitcoin. How much Bitcoin does it take to pay college tuition? We're off to a great start here, Mike. Um, Hey, it's probably a good (laughs) transition, though. There you go. It actually kind of is. Um, For what it's worth, I agree. I also did not have a good week at all last week, but that was, again, there were a couple of really unfortunate results. So we we continue on. We try to get it back this week. We'll see how that goes. And Mike, if you're trying to get it back in real life and you're, you've got some Bitcoin to unload, uh, maybe even Vanguard or coin. I don't know what they accept these days. Um, Mike, you can, you can go bet on these games. You can find all these spreads, all these totals, all sorts of other lines at betus.com. Mike, it's America's favorite sports book. They've been in business for over 30 years now. They've got all sorts of things you can go check out and bet on at betus.com. Mike, use promo code GOACC for a 125% deposit bonus on your first deposit of at least $100. Uh, You can get even more than that if you are depositing with crypto, as said, so... So go check that out. Once again, that's BetUS.com. Use promo code GOACC with your first deposit for a 125% deposit bonus on a minimum of at least $100. Mike, as said, we've got some spreads from BetUS.com. Let's take a look at them. First off, Thursday night, we got some Thursday night action for the first time this year, other than maybe opening night. I can't remember. I think there was some. Yes, there was, for sure. Uh, Anyway, 7.30 on ESPN on Thursday night. Your Virginia Cavaliers a 6 point underdog on the road taking on the Miami Hurricanes from Hard Rock Stadium. Total is 62 and a half. Mike is the right team favored here?
1: Oh, oh, you're okay. Okay. So that's that's what we're doing here. Um, no, I'm on. I'm on Miami. No, I'm on. I'm on Miami here. Virginia can't stop anything. They can't they can't I mean, that's a terrible defense. Virginia's a terrible defense They can't run the ball. Um and thank God Miami's defense what...
0: has looked so good so far this year.
1: Here's here look. <laughs> look. Miami needs to get like three stops in this game, probably. Like get get a few stops. That's it. If if you want to get high scoring, is Miami capable of getting at high scoring, right? If it's a lower scoring game, I think that favors Miami. I and then I think I'm it, on Miami. My- this feels like a get-right game, Joey. This does. It feels like a get-right game. I Virginia is not very good on the road under Bronco Mendenhall. Uh, Miami needs this bad. Miami's offense looked better. Uh, it was Central Connecticut State, so, I mean, hold the laughs till the end. But, you know, they set a school record for offense or whatever. It does feel like they're going to have a little bit of something for Virginia offensively. And I just think that Miami's defense is capable of stopping a team that's one dimensional. Like that's what Virginia is. They're one dimensional. Brennan Armstrong has been fantastic. I'm not here to slander Brennan Armstrong. I'm not doing I'm not picking Miami because I hate UVA. That's not that's not the play here. I don't like Miami either, all right? But this is a, I, I think this is a spot where Miami's at home. I don't trust Virginia on the road. I'm on Miami.
0: I, I, I joey you are I, soccer. Soccer. well I, I you are I, yes that's well established at this point in our podcast um i, I do think you make a good point though mike is that um uh, th- this is a good game going up against a, a pretty questionable at best virginia defense this is a really good game for miami's offense to get right led by their quarterback derek king oh oh wait oh miami doesn't have derek king on their on their offense at this point do they Oh, so this is going to be, uh, what, Jake Garcia, or was it Tyler Van Dyke? Is that the right name? Stephen Garcia? Steven Garcia's uh, not showing up. Yeah. Like, dude, like, this is this is the thing, is that, uh, like, if Miami was running at peak efficiency, yeah, like, they should be favored. They should be winning this game without a problem at home, like, all that stuff. It'd be great. Miami has looked like a mess so far this year. Like, they have – and that was with De'Aric King. Like, and there's a reason that you played Derek King at like 85% over one of those two jokers, right? Like Miami's defense hadn't looked that good either. They're taking terrible angles. They're they're missing assignments left and right. The, the biggest thing to me that this benefits Miami is like you said, Virginia's offense being kind of one-dimensional and by kind of, I mean almost entirely one-dimensional. I guess if that benefits anything, it's it's Miami and their pass rushers to some degree, but Miami's defense hadn't looked all that good. Their offense hadn't looked all that good. I've been wholly unimpressed with anything to do with Miami. The only thing that's been kind of good in this game has been Virginia's passing offense. And so, like, do I trust that Miami's going to come out and be hyped up for this with the way their season has gone and they're going to stand up and, and dominate this game to the tune of a, you know, a double-digit win or something like that? Not at all. So, if nothing else, at minimum, give me Virginia in the points. I kind of like Virginia to win this game outright. I, I, I mean... I don't think that highly of Virginia, but what we've seen from Miami so far has been really pretty dreadful. I feel like
1: I against Alabama and second half of
0: Michigan state. And I mean, they barely snuck by app state. They were losing that game in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah. I just think Miami has been challenged a bit more than Virginia. So I don't know. I, I think the right team is favored. I think Miami wins. I, I, I just, I don't like Virginia away from Charlottesville. Under Bronco hasn't necessarily been a good thing. And it's just an entirely different team on the road. And I just think they're too one-dimensional. I think that eventually bites you in the ass. And I I think this is where it it starts to go downhill. I mean, we saw a little bit of that against Wake Forest, where Wake was like, all right, I mean, UVA literally can't run the ball, so they're not going to try to. And we'll just play soft coverage and make Bran Armstrong try to beat us and they only scored 17 points. And Virginia's defense, I mean, they just they're perfectly happy with letting the other team score points.
0: So I'm on the hands. I don't know. We we disagree right off the top. We do. We do. That's that's a good change. Um, Mike total sixty two and a half. Thoughts on that? Uh ooh I think I like the under.
1: It's it's a lot of points. Even with – and again, even with the defense is not playing particularly well, I think I like the under because UVA's offense is so one-dimensional and because, you know, there is some uncertainty with the consistency of Miami's offense. So I'm I think I'm on the under as well, despite what we just said about both teams' defenses.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I – I mean – I, truth be told, again, I didn't get a chance to watch Miami's offense against Central Connecticut last week. <laughs> but even if I had, I don't really know how much I'm taking away from a Miami offense led by, you know, Jake Garcia and or Tyler Van Dyke. So we'll see what that looks like. Um, I, but, yeah, I it's just if, if I'm going to trust either of these teams right now with the way that the season has gone, it's Virginia. But I have this note in our sheet, Mike, that Joey might be a sucker so, maybe I'm a sucker. This is probably one of those, you know, we talked about last week. When we disagree on these picks, you're like 75% correct on them. So, this is probably one of those where I uh, I have completely misread it. We'll see.
1: For what it's worth, I will not be betting anything on this game. No no dollar amounts. No no Van Gord or coin. Nothing.
0: I'm, I'm tempted. I'll, I might come back to this. I'm tempted to put a little bit on Virginia. I um, mean you yeah. you you got to. You gotta put some something on Virginia.
1: You said I think I like him outright. You made that statement. I think you gotta put a little something on it. Little
0: something. A little uh, something. something. Let, let me let me come back to it. Let me come back to it I'm, I'm trying all to pick right, my right. I, I wanna be more selective considering that the little <laughs> hole that I've dug myself. I'm almost seventy five, you know, eighty five down or whatever it is. I need to uh <laughs> need to be more conservative with my hard earned Van Gorder coin here, Mike.
1: I'm I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to pin you down into a bet that you'll regret. But you would I never. I also would down a little bit into a bet that you regret.
0: So. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Hot start. Virginia in the under for me. You have my uh, Miami in the under. So we will. Uh, we'll see who's got the, the the right end of that on Thursday night. Mike, moving on to Saturday, 7:30 p.m. on the ACC Network. The Boston College Eagles, a two-touchdown, 14-point underdog on the road in Death Valley, taking on the number 25 Clemson Tigers. Total is 46. And, Mike, I have a note on here that says, Joey might be a sucker again because I kind of want Boston College in this spot.
1: I'm on BC. I'm on BC. I, I can't pick Clemson by two touchdowns over – any competent power five team right now and bc i believe is a competent power five team now I I, I I i think boston college is competent think i think they're competent correct so i think i think boston college's luck's gonna run out at some point right i mean Des Grosell is playing quarterback, and I and I do make the joke on this podcast literally every time we're, where we record where I say Dennis Grossell is the worst quarterback of all time. He's obviously not, <laughs> but he's not Phil Dracovic. and Boston College's offense is not the same without Phil Dracovic. It's simply not. Now, if Boston College runs for like 300 yards every week, then maybe I feel a little bit differently, and I think BC will have... More of the ceiling that we thought going into the year, the offense just might look a little bit diff- more different getting there, right? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. BC's offense was predicated around Jarkovic's running and passing ability, which took it out of the hands of some of their running backs. We just saw Pat Garwo the third rush for 175 yards and three touchdowns against Missouri last weekend. If BC starts doing that every week, albeit with their running backs instead of their quarterback, and now that Jarkovic's out of the fold then BC's offense can still be fine. However, I'm skeptical that they can do that consistently. I'm skeptical that Dennis Grossell, with his back against the wall, will be able to throw them to a victory. Um, and that's that's where I wonder what Boston College's ceiling actually is without Phil Dracovic playing quarterback. And we, we've had that discussion, and it's worked out so far, but i got to see it in a in a larger sample size. So... I'm not sold on Boston College being a true contender in the Atlantic now that Clemson has taken a step back from the from the limelight, so to speak. But um, I, I, I'm on Boston College here to cover. I think Clemson wins the game at home. Um, I think that's the safe bet. I have a hard time seeing Clemson, even with this poor as the offense has played. And I... I made a mistake when we were previewing the NC State game last week saying that Clemson's defense is so good that it doesn't really matter. Like, the offense, if, if they can just put a couple touchdowns on the board, if they can put three touchdowns on the board, they can cover the spread against NC State. And I was wrong because they weren't able to do that, and the defense got tired, and, you know, we saw what happened. Um, but I think in this game, I, I think Clemson's offense will play a little bit better. The defense is still very good. Uh, I don't know if, if they're in elite defense like I thought they were because NC State did a little bit more than I expected them to do last weekend. But I, I still think they're pretty good defensively, mm-hmm. clearly. Mm-hmm. So if the offense just gets a little bit better, a little bit better, um, I, I think they can get this thing back on track and, and be a team that could you know, still push – for the atlantic division crown i mean they're still joey they're still clemson right i mean they're not the the version we're used to seeing where they're playoff and national championship good but they're still clemson they're still four and five star guys on that team right so i'm, I'm going to go with clemson yeah. bc uh to cover i'm on the under here as well totals 46 clemson's offense is again i, I think they'll put on a better performance but I'm not sure that BC puts up a lot of points. I'm not sure that Clemson puts up a lot of points. I'm on the under here.
0: Yeah. I. Yeah. So yeah. one of the things that I am yeah. curious to see here, and I'm a little concerned about with Clemson moving forward, is it, at some point, Clemson's a team that was expecting to be going to the playoff and competing to win a national title. And at this point, that's all but gone. I mean, that's that's basically vaporized. I'm almost – I'm. I'm not sure there's almost anything that they could do at this point. Short of, you know, NC state finishing 10 and two with a couple of last second, small ACC losses that propel Clemson to the ACC championship game. And, you know, like they would have to really, it would take some really extreme circumstances for that to still be on the table. My point is I, I question with that off the table, how like, does Clemson's team stay motivated at this point in the season? Like you've still got eight games left that at this point don't mean anything relative to what you were hoping they would mean. So I I get really concerned about a team kind of not maybe, I don't know, maybe quitting a little bit, you know, or, or some version of that. Right. And, and I, I tend to think that Dabo is good enough of a coach and a motivator and all that, that he's not going to let that happen. But we have seen Clemson have clunkers during seasons you know, when games mattered anyways, so I, I don't know. So that's something I want to monitor. The other thing, Mike, is that Clemson's played four games so far this year, three of them against FBS competition. Those three games, they are 0-3 against the spread. They have not covered yeah, yet.
1: It hasn't been good. It has not
0: been good. No, Um. and it hasn't been particularly close in a lot of them either. Um, so I, that's the thing, too, is that until I see Clemson able to really beat down and get some separation on anybody I think I'm, I'm I think I'm just off picking Clemson for a while until they give me a reason to to pick him and, and I agree with you I mean again the rosters there they've got some injuries and they're starting to get some cluster injuries on the defensive yeah, line. yeah
1: they are that could be an issue and that's a great point some I didn't bring up and for a team in Boston it ran the ball well last week that could be an area that determines whether or not Boston College not only covers but wins the football game joey is Mm -hmm. if they're able to have success Mm -hmm. running the football against the interior defensive line of clemson which is something i couldn't imagine saying at the beginning of the season but with brian brissy out and tyler davis out that is something to watch considering what bc did on the ground last week
0: yep yep so i boston college is pretty outgunned in terms of talent here and and certainly without phil dracovic if if they had him the spread might be like cut in half here. This could be like a seven point spread or something like that, a lot smaller. Um, yep. They had him in the game last year when they nearly pulled off the upset at De- in Death Valley. They yep. will not have him this year. I, I I don't think Clemson's in danger of losing this game, but if you're giving me two touchdowns with the way that Clemson's looked all year and some of the injuries and some of the things at play, yeah, give me Boston College. Um, I'll, I'll take yeah. I'll take Boston College in the fourteen. For sure, and and like you said, I mean the under the total is forty six. I I can't think Boston College is scoring more than like seventeen points in this game with the way that Clemson's defense yep. has been playing. And it, and <laughs> I certainly don't think Clemson's getting to like thirty against much of anybody at this point. So again, they might give me a reason to to think differently, but I'm going to take the under here and, and stick with it with Clemson games. It's been a uh, a profitable thing this year until they went to overtime against NC state last week. So.
1: Yeah. I can't wait for this to be like, I don't know, 28 to 13. Love <laughs> and it stays it. under close it. covers. That'll be, that'd be great. That um, be great. I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to put a little bit on BC here. I'm going to say, uh, 15 van Gorder coin on BC to cover
0: 15 on BC to cover. Fair enough. I got to start working on picking my spot here because I'm not totally sure where I want to go with it. Um, give me give me 15 on the under. Actually, I'll take 15 oh, on the under here. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. All right, I got we both got BC in the under. You've got 15 on BC. I've got 15 on the under. So we'll see how that goes. Let's keep going here. Louisville, a seven point underdog on the road, taking on the number 24. Wake Forest, Steam and Deeks, Mike. Total is 62.5. The game is being played at 12.30 on ESPN3, which means check your local listings. It's the Jefferson Pilot game that we adore on this here show. Gross. Do you have any immediate thoughts on this number? Because I, I'm, I'm a little bit not too sure what to do with it. Steam and Deeks!
1: The Deeks. Win the football game. They win the football game. Louisville covers. I am on the over here. Um... I think it gets shoot outy, uh, total 62.5, like you mentioned. I think Louisville keeps it close. I think Wake Forest wins. I think Louisville has a bit more success moving the football in the first half. Remember how the Ole Miss game got? Um, and Louisville was really held down the entirety of the first half, scored some touchdowns in the second half, got themselves back in it, a little bit of a shootout game, but maybe not as shootouty as a lot of people thought um again this is a a game featuring two really good offenses or at least in, in Wake Forest case a really good offense Louisville really good when they want to be uh, I, Cunningham's been good but right like he's been he's been good he was up and down in the opener ever since then he's been relatively steady we saw a mix heavy mix of up and down of Willie Cunningham last year and this year we haven't seen that I think he's been he's been better about taking care of the football He's been more consistent, more accurate. He's been better this year so far than he was in 2020 for sure. And I think Louisville's offense has looked much better because of it. I, I just think Wake Forest wins this game because they're the more consistent football team. But I do like what Louisville's doing. And I think, I think they, they keep this game close. Uh, but, you know, Wake Forest at home, I think they win a close game. I think the game goes over. I'm going to put 15 Van Gorder coin on the over. That is the the bet in this game, in my opinion, uh, because I think seven points is a pretty good line. Um, but give me Louisville to cover, week to win.
0: I think I'm going to leave this alone from like a betting perspective. I, I'm really spooked by what I saw from Louisville in the second half last week, Mike, as their their offense just completely and totally evaporated. Um, Yes. Asleep in the switch. I mean, they had the ball five or six times and I think they had a grand total of like two first downs in the second half in a game where they were up convincingly on Florida state. Like, and if you're doing that, you know, having an extended stretch similar to the way that they did in the first half against Ole Miss. Like if you have an extended stretch where your offense just goes away, Wake Forest is probably just going to run away from you in, in a game like this. Like, Louisville has the talent and I think is capable of winning this game on the field, but I just, I don't know that they're as consistent as they need to be for me to feel really good about picking that against a Wake Forest team that has been nothing, if not really consistent, disciplined. They don't make mistakes. They don't beat themselves. Like Louisville's Louisville's kind of happy to beat themselves sometimes. And it's not just yes, the players and coaches too. More than happy to. Yeah. So I, I'm really torn here. Um, for what it's worth, SP Plus would say Wake Forest should be about a six to six and a half point favorite. So it's it's really close there. Yep. Um, I I guess I'll just you know in in for the sake of what is it posterity? What it? I'm helping to support you here, Mike. I'll take Louisville as well. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll take Louisville as well. I, I'm not interested in putting any uh, any sort of wager on that. And I'm a, I, I kind of want to take the under here, and and I realize oh. that these teams can both score, but I mean we also thought that same thing last week against Virginia, and Wake Forest's defense was able to stifle Virginia a little bit in in a way that I think they're maybe capable of doing against Louisville. Um,
1: sure, sure. I think Louisville because of their balance on offense. Um, I, I just look at I, I look at that game last week, Virginia, because they're so one dimensional. I think they're becoming easier to game plan for because now you're getting on film every week. Oh, they're just going to have Armstrong throw it 45 times. Okay, and and now teams know what to do to slow that down. I think Louisville's balance keeps the offense rolling in this football game, but again, they got to be better than they were in the second half last weekend. They got to be better. If, if they're not, I think they're in trouble here, and I think Wake Forest can cover this pretty easily. If you want a narrative shaper in the Atlantic, if Louisville wins this football game, they are in the discussion. They're in the discussion already to potentially win the Atlantic. Not a lot of people are actually taking them seriously. You beat Wake Forest, a team that people are actually taking seriously, and now you will be taking seriously, Louisville. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be in that conversation, win this road game. Go win it.
0: It, it would put them, I, I believe, based on the fact that NC State will only have played one game in the conference, if Louisville wins a second conference game here against Wake Forest, it would put them in the driver's seat in the Atlantic Division. It would. And it would basically make that Louisville-NC State game a little bit down the road. That would be now the division championship game in theory. Instead
1: of NC State-Wake. Or, um, yeah, NC State-Wake everybody's talking about in November.
0: And and of course, this assumes that everybody's just going to beat Clemson, right?
1: Yeah, because Clemson still only has one conference loss. So yeah. just remember that.
0: Yeah. So you got to beat them too. So keep that in mind. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't feel as confident about this as Mike does in any way, shape, or form, but um, I'll take Louisville and I'll take the under. Mike has Louisville and 15 on the over. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Mike, can we talk about section103.com real quick? Yes, we can. We should. Uh, Mike, Section103.com, of course, is your home for going and buying gear uh, for Georgia Tech in particular, gear that has official word marks on it, gear that is in the color of the official tech gold. Uh, things that are really honestly tough to find, Mike, in a lot of places for whatever reason. But, buddy, you can go find them on Section103.com.
1: That you can. That you can. Really glad they're partnering with us, Joey. Mm-hmm. I will say that. It has been um, a lot of fun. It, it's been great. They have been, so I think they've been one of our one of our best sponsors that we've had um, in the history of the show. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, that's not to slander any of our other sponsors, of course, but Section 103 sent me a couple shirts, which was great. Um, again, not a Georgia Tech fan, but I am a fan of comfortable shirts, and they get it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they send me the Georgia Tech shirt. They put Virginia taped across it because I made the joke about Sean Glennon on a prior podcast. I make I like podcast partners who are fans of the show. I appreciated that. I'm a big fan of their stuff. Make sure to go. I don't care if you're a Georgia tech fan, whatever. If you're not a Georgia tech fan, but you're still a fan of comfortable college football apparel, go check out section one Oh three.
0: They got some cool shirts. Even if you're not a Georgia tech fan, they sure do. Mike, they have t-shirts. They got sweatshirts. They got hoodies. They've got performance wear. They've got stuff for men, women, children, Anyone that needs something to wear to a, especially to a Georgia Tech football game, it's all comfortable. It's high quality. Cannot recommend it enough. Go to section103.com. Use promo code GOACC for ten percent off your first order. Once again, section103.com. Promo code GOACC for ten percent off your first order. Shout out to Steven and the gang. Uh, it's been, like you said, Mike, absolute great partners. We've we've loved working with them. Uh, we really appreciate it. And it would it would really look good on us, by the way. If you folks, are people listening to the show, would go help support us by using promo code GOACC at Section103.com. That would help us. That would. Buy yourself a shirt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I, it's also, I've got it on good word, Mike, that if you, if you buy a sweatshirt from Section103.com, it will probably get stolen immediately by your wife. So that's that's also on the table. It's, I, from personal experience, this this can happen to you. So just be aware. you might have to yeah. buy a second one just to make sure you still have one to wear.
1: Yes, and you'd have to use the promo code still. My wife wears all my my wife wears all my clothes, Joey. So it's yeah. just kinda it is what it is. And, I think that's and, one of the things that people don't tell you when you get married is your wife just takes all your clothes, but she was doing that long. Anyway.
0: I was gonna say for for those who are married, if you know, you know. Mike yes. Section one oh three brings us to our next preview. At noon on the ACC Network, the Pitt Panthers, a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, taking on my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. The total is 58-and-a-half. Uh, Mike, I said this game is at noon. I must remind you, it's at pit o'clock. Um, Pitt yes. basically yeah, that's only right. plays games at noon, so right. th- this is they're in their element here. Um, it, it was funny, when I saw this number come out, I was I was a little intrigued by it. Just with the way that Georgia Tech has played the last three weeks, and some of the really kind of shakiness we've seen from Pitt at times this season, I was like, I, I wasn't so sure that Pitt should have been favored in this game. I thought it was going to be more like a pick 'em, Maybe even Georgia Tech is a small home favorite. Um, but here we are. And, and SP Plus it, it tells an interesting story because up until last week, they would have had Pittsburgh as about a three- to four-point favorite here. And now they've got Pitt as like a nine-point favorite. It feels like there might be a glitch in the matrix or something there. I, I don't really know what happened, but I do, do you have the same opinion on this line? Do you feel like Pitt should be about a four-point road favorite in this spot?
1: Got it. Hey, words for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Ready? Mm-hmm.
1: Here we go. Georgia Tech, home dog, money line, lock it up. You
0: lock it up. You Whoa. Lock it up. You lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. Georgia Tech on the money line, locked Locked up. I, I love it, Mike. Tell me more. I don't trust
1: Pittsburgh. It's that easy.
0: And you know what, Joey?
1: It sounds crazy that I trust a team that lost in northern Illinois more than I trust Pittsburgh. But you know what? Northern Illinois is not looking quite as objectively terrible as we thought in week one. Like, they're, they're looking semi-competent, which maybe – and I'm not trying to say that that's not a bad loss for Georgia Tech. It absolutely was. But what I've seen out of Georgia Tech the last couple of weekends gives me a lot of confidence. Look, they play that game in Death Valley. And, I mean, basically, defensively, they were great. Offensively, I think they had an opportunity to actually go out and, and win that football game. A couple of things didn't go their way. We talked about the play calling. I thought the play calling was good. I think they gave themselves opportunities. I just think it didn't work out. I didn't. I just think it didn't work out. Now – you know, I get it. If Georgia Tech plays Clemson ten times, they're probably losing like eight of them. But with this version of Georgia Tech and the way they've been able to execute the game plan, truthfully, over the last three weeks—not even the last two weeks, but the last three weeks—even you know, going back to the Kennesaw State game, um, Georgia Tech played well there. I just think that Georgia Tech is in a better spot, playing better football right now. Pittsburgh. Congrats on beating New Hampshire 77-7. to 7. That was great. Good for you.
0: Set a school record for yards of offense. That was great. All that.
1: That was great. You still lost to Western Michigan two weeks ago, right? And I can't unsee that. That was two weeks ago. And I, I know that some Pitt fans listening to this will be, like, screaming because they're like, well, you know, a month ago isn't that long ago where Georgia Tech was bad. It's Like, yeah, agree. That would also be opener. Like, We now have three additional data points, and I'm looking at Georgia Tech improving steadily every week. Georgia Tech is one of the few teams in the ACC that I can look at, Joey, and say that team has gotten better every week since week one. Every week, they've gotten better. They've done something better every single week. They've gotten more and more consistent every single week. All the shit that we give Jeff Collins for everything that we talk, you know, all that smack we talk about, the coaching staff and. You know, the mistakes they've made in game planning and and game management in game and not having, you know, their guys up to play. Outside of that Northern Illinois game in the opener, Georgia Tech has looked like an entirely different football team this year in terms of consistency. And that's not something we would have been saying a month ago. Mm -hmm. And Joey, Mm -hmm. I just do not trust Pittsburgh defense here, especially with the way Georgia Tech's offense has been playing in recent weeks i got to see it from Pitt's defense against a quality opponent. It has not been very good. And the Narduzzi defenses, you know, in recent years they've been better. This year they have not been very good. And Pittsburgh has no, you know, we talked about one-dimensional offenses earlier, and the reason why I picked Miami to cover against Virginia is because I didn't like Virginia's one-dimensional offense going up against Miami's defense, even though Miami's defense hadn't been all that good. Georgia Tech's defense has been good. Pitt's offense is very one-dimensional, and Kenny Pickett has been really good. He's been good this year. That That's not the issue. I think Kenny Pickett's been very good. This, this is the best you know four-game stretch I've seen him play to start off season in his career. He's been really good. I look at this, Joey, and I just – they're one-dimensional on offense. Defense is a little bit shaky. They're going on the road. I think Georgia Tech wins this game outright. I think they're the better team. The better team's going to win the football game. I'm on Georgia Tech. As far as the over-under is concerned, I guess I'll lean under here. I, 58 and a half is a weird number. I'm going to lean under. I'm not sure kind of where that goes. I'm on Georgia Tech on the money line. I'm locking it up, putting 20 Van Gorder coin on it. It's one of my favorite bets of the entire weekend. I'll be betting this with my own money. This is a money line home dog. I love the jackets this weekend, Joey. I think Georgia Tech wins the game.
0: Well, damn, that's very convincing. <laughs> I I, I, oh, no, I am. Oh, right. it's right, yeah, I'm 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 still a very I'll call it skeptical like <sighs> Georgia Tech fan in general. I guess like I, I'm I'm over here, Mike. I'm I've seen them play well consistently, and I've been happy with how they've played three weeks in a row. And I'm just sitting here waiting on the other shoe to drop. And that's that's maybe partially being a Georgia Tech fan. That's partially being like an Atlanta sports fan, like like the the Braves just won to sink their magic number to one. As we record this, that happened like right before we hit the button and I'm sitting here talking about, well, the Brewers had this injury in their bullpen. So whoever wins the NL East is going to have, you know, a bit of an easier time now because I am not committing to <laughs> the Braves winning any of the next five or six games to actually get there. Like I, you know, this is, this is my psyche. Mike, as a sports fan is like I, every time good stuff starts happening, it's like, I'm waiting on the bad thing to happen. Um, that being said, like so so I'm I'm there's also just the legitimate concern of like a letdown game. Last weekend you have this big game, you upset a ranked opponent, everyone's all excited about themselves, you did it in an NFL stadium, the atmosphere was fantastic, like blah 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 blah. And now you got to come back out at noon in the following week and pick it up and win what could be a fairly physical game. I think there's letdown potential here. On the other hand, Mike, what you're saying in particular about Pittsburgh's defense, I think they're still they're still a pretty good run defense. Um, this is Georgia Tech's rushing attack is probably going to be the best rushing attack they'll have seen so far, by far. Um, but they're still only giving up you know a shade over three yards per carry on the season. They're doing that well. But the thing that we've also seen, as you mentioned, is that pass defense. Has been sh- shaky is a good word for it. They've they've given up a lot of big plays. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, that is not really particularly characteristic of a Patton Narduzzi defense. You're not wrong looking at the past like three ish years. But what I think it's easy to forget, Mike, is that Pat Narduzzi was at Pittsburgh for a while, and we were still asking ourselves, isn't this supposed to be like a good defense under him? It, it took them like four years to gel and actually like really put it all together defensively. And this year's defense, I mean, again, still good at rushing, you know, rush defense, pretty good at rushing the passer. But at the back end on the secondary, they're giving up a lot of big plays. My question becomes, is Georgia Tech good enough of a passing offense to actually take advantage of that? Because Georgia Tech is still trying to lean pretty heavily on the run game. Um, they, they're running the ball, something like two out of three snaps of, of the game. And I, so I question that from a matchup standpoint. On the other hand, Pittsburgh's offense being completely one-dimensional, uh, going up against a Georgia Tech defense that seems like it's starting to really gel together the last couple of weeks, as they've especially if they've implemented this more three-three-five look that they've used, it has really caused a lot of problems for both Clemson and UNC. And say what you will about those offenses, but Pitt's not a flawless offense either. So there, there's all this going on, but at the end of the day, like my gut is telling me that with the way that Georgia Tech is playing, if you can con- continue maintaining that level of consistency and show me that that Northern Illinois game was the outlier, and that these last three games and building and the way that they're they're playing has not been just fool's gold, I think I'm with you. I think Georgia Tech wins this game at home.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, let's go.
0: So I yeah, give me give me Georgia Tech outright in this game. I, I think they Lock it up, you coward. Lock it up, you coward. I, stop suckering me into bets I don't want to make. <laughs> I I don't know. I think I have a bet I I think I have one coming up that I think I want, but we'll see about that.
1: Yeah. I, I got a I got a second one tonight too. Yeah, so. I got an idea. So have the have the button ready. Yeah.
0: Um I, I'm I'm still not locking it up, but I, I think I like Georgia Tech outright in this game. Um, small underdog at home, and and just I've got enough questions about Pitt, and if, if things keep up for Georgia Tech, I think they're in good shape here. So give me Georgia Tech, and, and I think the under as well. I think this is a relatively lower scoring game. I don't know that either team is really going to get out and score a whole lot, um, just with the way that the matchup works, I think, and, and offenses versus defenses. So... Give yep. me George Tech in the under. I think you're on it as well. And you said you want all 20 of your Van Gorder coin on the money line.
1: I do. That's correct. Hey, J- Joey, the way I look at this, three and a half points at home. You've been playing good football. Uh, hell yeah, we're taking the home dog. Yeah, I think absolutely. so. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And if we're wrong, we're wrong. I'd rather go down swing with a home dog that's been playing well lately. Let's do this thing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Lock I it up, coward. <laughs> I might come back and do that. I might have to. Yeah. Um money line in this game by the way Georgia Tech plus 150. So th- those are the odds you'll be getting from BetUS uh on on that Van Gorder coin wager here. Mike Always good odds. I'm not I'm not pushing the button yet. Not not yet, but we might come back and do it. We'll see. I think we've had a a joint lock every week of the season so far. So we'll see uh we'll see if we have one tonight. We'll see. Let's move on, Mike. Also at high noon on ESPN2, the Duke Blue Devils, a 20-point underdog on the road in Chapel Hill, taking on the North Carolina Tar Heels. Total is 72 and a half. Mike, I think I found my lock. We're locking up North Carolina here, minus the 20. Lock them up. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. This is a series, Mike, where it is a rivalry. The... Battle for the victory bell, I believe.
1: A rivalry in name only.
0: Well, yeah. And and at least under uh, un- under Mac Brown, UNC has loved beating up on Duke when they get the chance and making an example. And I think this Duke team is very ripe to be made an example out of. So a, a, a North Carolina team who's still really kind of trying to find their groove against a really underwhelming Duke team... Give me North Carolina. I think they're going to run away with this game and and make an example and try to get right a little bit here themselves. So give me the Tar Heels at home in a rivalry spot. I think they're going to smash Duke here.
1: Uh, we disagree. I'm on Duke. I Interesting. Yeah. So I could see Carolina turning this into what they did to Virginia, but I think Duke's defense, while it hasn't been great, I think can be somewhat competent. In a rivalry game here. More importantly, I like what Duke's doing offensively. Matteo duran has been really good. Gunnar Holmberg is completing nearly 73% of his passes. Um, he's been pretty consistent. They have nice complementary football they've been playing. I think there's an opportunity here for Duke to deploy that, you know, sit on the football game plan against north carolina because carolina's defense has been up and down too i mean you know the offense everybody's highlighting the offensive struggles because the offensive line's been so bad and howell's been sacked a billion times and you know the only receiver that can get open is josh downs like i i get it they have a lot of offensive issues but their defense hasn't been great either and their defense has been on the field a bunch and i think that Duke can ugly this up a little bit. Now, I don't expect Duke to threaten to win this game. I think Carolina wins this game by a couple scores. But, I mean, Duke as a three-touchdown dog here. I think they ugly it up enough offensively. It's a lot of points to give to a Carolina team that, that while they've shown the ability to be explosive against Georgia State and Virginia – they also have shown the ability to kind of lay some eggs offensively um, against Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech. So, but, but again, I mean, you know, I Carolina might just have a tech problem, like we mentioned. <laughs> last podcast. That's on the I mean, table. Yes. On the table. Many so people I, are saying. Yeah. So I, I'm on. I'm on Duke. We disagree here. I am on the under, though. We're agreeing on a lot of the totals tonight. In fact, I think we agree on every single one except for the Louisville-Wake Forest one,
0: and that's that's fine. Well, um, yeah, yeah. This is going to be the fifth straight out of five games we've picked. The fifth one that I've picked the under on. So there's a there's yes. a pattern here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there's a pattern here. Everybody's offense sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm on Duke because I think they're confident enough offensively to ugly the game up. and um, Yeah, I mean, I, you know, again, I, I'm not confident Duke wins a football game. It, they're Duke. But, you know, Car- Carolina wins comfortably. Duke covers maybe a late score to cover or something. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Blue Devils. I
0: Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? We'll see. For what it's worth, SP Plus has UNC as probably like a 17-point favorite in this game. Um, so that's, it's not far from the number, but it is, you're getting a couple points of value based on what SP plus says. If you take Duke here in this spot, also for what it's worth, these two teams played last year in Durham and North Carolina won 56 to 24. Um, so it was a little bit of a runaway, just absolute beat down. It was 42 to 10 at halftime. So UNC didn't exactly take mercy. Uh, they, they got a little bit of help in, from a couple of Duke turnovers, but, um, but this was a, a kind of a runaway situation they they ran for 338 yards and uh, ultimately just dominated this game. So that's that's the kind of experience I think this is going to be. It's funny then looking at it though because then in that beatdown 56-24 that came out to a grand total of 80 points. And it really doesn't take a whole lot for a game like that to come in under 72 and a half. So I am on the under. Um, that it's a big number. It's a lot of points. If there's a chance that Duke only scores like 14, I I don't know that Carolina is going to run it up that far that they, they get all the way to 72 and a half. So I'll take the under most importantly, give me 20 van Gorder coin on my lock of North Carolina minus 20 and uh, we'll roll with the Tar Heels. Mike, I will. Okay. We'll see. Have fun. Have fun betting Duke and that that game watching experience. I, oh,
1: okay, okay. Let's let's take it. Let's take it <laughs> easy on betting Duke. I'm not. I for the sake of this podcast, I'm picking Duke. Let's, let's chill out on the betting Duke.
0: That's a strong word. Let's chill out there. Ooh. Betting. Yeah. Strong yes. word.
1: Pour yourself. Yeah. Pour yourself another drink. Take take a step back. We'll relax here a little bit.
0: Go for a hold walk. your horses,
1: as the kids say.
0: That's right. North Carolina and the under for me. Duke and the under for you, Mike. Let's move on. 3.30 p.m. on the ACC Network. The Syracuse Orange, a five-point underdog, and that is it, on the road against the Florida State Seminoles. Total is 51. Mike, most importantly, somebody's going to get a conference win on Saturday, and I'm not sure which of these teams is going to be.
1: I think we all lose because we have to watch this game. We all lose. (laughs) Uh, there There are no winners. I, I'm if you ever wondered, Scott-
0: you, if you ever wondered, podcast listeners, whether we love you or not, just know we're probably going to have to watch this game.
1: Yeah, we, we need to watch this game because we need to tell you what you missed. Because let's be honest, if you're not a Syracuse or Florida State fan, and hell, even if you are, I'm not sure you're watching this <laughs> game. Uh, especially if you're a Syracuse fan, I you know I don't even know if they know the football season is going on right now, Joey.
0: Uh, we're almost <laughs> to basketball season. Don't worry, Mike.
1: We are. We are. Um, <laughs> Somebody's getting a conference win. Yeah, somebody is getting a conference win. Man. Uh,
0: We're not doing the ties thing these days, are we? Oh. God. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> might, oh yeah.
1: I might need. Never mind. I can't, I can't make that joke. I'll be inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> God I, I'm looking for the Michael Scott gift where he's like yeah this is the worst yes this is this is indeed the worst I'm going with Florida State at home I, I say they cover I think they win by like seven to ten points here's the thing like both of these teams both of these teams are bad Syracuse has looked more competent. Florida State has the issue that I have here, and the reason why I'm not picking Syracuse to win the football game, is they simply can't consistently complete a forward pass. <laughs> like they, they can't do that on a regular basis, Joey. And Florida State's offense has not been very good. Florida State's defense, by the way, hadn't been all that good either. But like this Syracuse team, Sean Tucker has been great. I, I cannot emphasize that enough. Syracuse's offense has a pulse for the first time in a few years because they have a consistent running game that they haven't had. Sean Tucker's been really good. Uh, Early-stage Dino Babers' teams at Syracuse were carried by Eric Dungy because he was able to run and throw. Those teams weren't good at running the football with their running backs, you'll remember, Joey. It was all Eric Dungy. And since he's left, it's been a disaster at quarterback, and they haven't been able to run the ball. At least with Sean Tucker, they're able to run it now. Offensive line has been good, or I mean, good by Syracuse standards. It's been better, right? And the quarterback position, whether it's DeVito or Garrett Schrader, it's been bad. They can't consistently complete a forward pass. And Florida State can't really do that with a lot of consistency either, but at least Mackenzie Milton's throwing for like 150 yards a game. Like, at (laughs) at least he's doing that. We're not even seeing that out of the Syracuse quarterbacks right now. So give me Florida State at home. I think they win this game by 7 to 10 points. If Syracuse covers or wins this game outright, it wouldn't surprise me either. I said it last week. I said, man, Florida." I picked Florida State on the money line last week against Louisville. And I said, I can't imagine. I, the line stunk, and I couldn't imagine Florida State starting 0-4. I really can't imagine Florida State starting 0-5. <laughs> hey, Joey, Joey, they're Florida State.
0: This, the Florida State. If you're if you're a South Park guy at all, there's a there's a there's an episode where Cartman comes up with operation cannot possibly fail a second time. Yeah, that, that's what this feels like, Mike. <laughs> cannot, potentially, cannot potentially fail a fifth time. Yeah. Yeah. The unsinkable four boat. Um
1: Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're
0: on the under
1: here. We're on the under fifty one. As if it was any indication. I don't think there's any shot this goes over. I'm I'm actually going to put 15 Van Gorder coin on the under here.
0: Hello. Uh, Hello.
1: I I like some of these totals this week, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. I don't know about this spread. I'm gonna roll with Florida State there at home and I think they have a better chance of having a complimentary offense than Syracuse. Which, if you and I got under center, we could perform just as well.
0: Yeah. Mike, if if we shift these two teams to Dallas, to Las Vegas, to Chicago, if if we had these two teams play a true neutral site game, who would be favored?
1: Uh, Florida State would be favored still,
0: barely. SP Plus disagrees with you. Oh, no. Oh, no. SP Plus has Syracuse as roughly like a one-point favorite on a neutral field in this game. So, uh, you know, factor in for whatever home field advantage Florida State has left at this point. And
1: I mean, who's going to the game this Saturday? Outside <laughs> of James Coleman, our buddy James Coleman.
0: He'll be there. Fifth quarter tailgate, go check him out there. Uh, he's he's good people. Yes,
1: absolutely. They got the cigars, they got beer, they got food. If you're into... uh If you're into marijuana, they got some of that.
0: Allegedly. Allegedly.
1: Uh, Yes, it could be legal in Florida. Who's to say? I don't know. If it's not, then they allegedly have it. They allegedly have it.
0: There's a lot of things that could allegedly be legal in Florida. Who's to say? I I didn't partake. (laughs) Just in case my wife listens to this. What are the statute of limitations on that again? Anyways. Mike, I'm going to take Syracuse in the points. Um, okay I I don't I I kind of think Florida State gets it together and wins the game outright but it's it's a little bit of like a self-defense mechanism at this point of like I can't I can't give points to Florida State I can't do it like it's they, only five there's only five five of them I but it hadn't it didn't work when we gave one or two last week it didn't you know it didn't work given however <laughs> many we gave against Jacksonville State it didn't work. You know, like this, Florida State just continues to underwhelm and just not be impressive. And the thing that really concerns me at this point is what is going on with their quarterback situation? Because Mackenzie Milton, despite all the fanfare there on Labor Day night, or I guess it was the Sunday of Labor Day weekend, like everything since then has been highly underwhelming. Yes, but also Syracuse (laughs) with the quarterback thing. Yes, Correct. Yeah. I agree. But, but Syracuse. I, I And I agree. Uh, I don't know. Syracuse's
1: number one fan is not going to be very happy with me. Shout out to Syracuse's number one fan. Shout out he's to, not going to uh, be happy with me. Q's In my football hype. football yeah. hype. Q's, Q's football hype. Yes, Q's football hype. I was incorrect with the Twitter uh, name slash handle. Uh, but he's an avid follower and listener of the show now, which I greatly appreciate. And he's also scared he, – he did tweet at me today that he is scared of this game for Syracuse um, going on the road to play Florida State, which, you know, big shrug emoji. I, maybe maybe you should – I, no well, I have no idea.
0: I have no idea. I mean, I, I talked earlier about that second half of that Louisville game last weekend where Louisville's offense could not sustain a drive to save their lives – and Florida State hit a few big plays, but Florida State also just could not they, – they couldn't really put together more than two or three first downs. I mean, right. I think they only scored three points there in the second half. Like, as they, they – they, they racked up some yards, and they had a couple big plays and that kind of thing, but, like, it wasn't – it didn't really result in anything. So, like, it, Louisville's offense – or Louisville's defense is not amazing, but <laughs> – you know, are are they relatively comparable to Syracuse's defense? Maybe. I don't know. I just, I I don't know who Florida State's going to be able to consistently move the ball against. And, you know, it it seems like a team a little bit that doesn't really know how to win.
1: So I I agree. I just, look, nobody's going to mistake Syracuse's defense for the 85 Bears. Right. So if Florida State can't move the football on this defense, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you.
0: I will bring up the Syracuse finished last week's game against Liberty with six sacks and seven tackles for a loss and held Liberty and Malik Willis to under four yards per carry on the ground. So could be a little bit of tough sledding for the Noles. I don't know. Could actually be the 85 bears. I take it back. <laughs> That's possible. It's on the table. It's on the table. Uh, total is 51. Yeah. Under, under, I don't under. know that I really trust either of these yeah. offenses to get out and score much. And, um, uh, maybe get some points on the under yeah sure we'll go through a 10 van gorder coin on the under there I, nice. I i like that that's a number in the 50s there probably should be in the 40s so yeah
1: so oh, i'm on florida state maybe and then the under you're on syracuse maybe in the under
0: yeah 10 on the under for me 15 on the under for you uh, and then we're not really sure who's going to cover the five so we will see uh two more mike Six o'clock on the ACC Network Extra. Again, check your local listings. This might be a a pay-per-view situation. I don't even know how that works. (laughs) (laughs) Pay-per-view. (laughs) Pay-per-view. Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech's on the road in Raleigh taking on the number 23 NC State Wolfpack. What station's the fight on, Joey? (laughs) Uh... I think there's a, a some website that you can get a link to on the right subreddit that, that that's the station the fight's on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. I, I've been down that route as well.
0: <laughs> if you know, you know. Wolfpack's <laughs> a 20 and a half point favorite at home. Uh it totals 53 and a half. Uh Mike, I'm really concerned about a letdown game here.
1: Yeah, me too. Louisiana Tech lock it up.
0: Oh. You better
1: lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it
0: up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. I forgot to keep my finger near the uh, near the button there. and uh...
1: I, t- I told you I had one more. You just didn't know when. And you, you know for damn sure I'm not betting on Bowling Green, baby. So <laughs> this is... We're running out of... Uh, yeah, I mean... Louisiana Tech has not been great this year. 20 and a half is a lot of points. NC State, I, this is a massive, massive, massive letdown spot.
0: I mean, this is the letdown spot.
1: This is the letdown spot. You may not find a bigger letdown spot in the ACC the rest of the season than this particular game right here. I am on Louisiana Tech. NC State is the better football team. They'll win comfortably. Louisiana Tech's covering this spread here. NC State could come out pretty sleepy performance. If they come out and win this game by like five touchdowns, I'm going to be pretty damn impressed with what NC State's got in 2021 because this is the prime game to just like come out, kind of sleep through it, win the game, but not really look all that impressive. Basically, NC State has the capability in this game of turning into Virginia Tech. So I'm going to bet on that and take Louisiana Tech. I'm also going to take the under here because I'm not sure how much Louisiana Tech actually scores. Um, and I think in either state it could turn out that louisiana tech doesn't score that much and they, they're still able to cover a three touchdown spread so i'm going go under here as well and that is now becoming a theme on my end too because i've bet all but under on all but one game and it was a louisville game and that's the only game I disagreed on with the total
0: i was gonna say i might just need to make it a clean sweep on the unders here uh we'll we'll see yeah. mike i don't know if you've been keeping up with louisiana tech and what they've been doing this year they're but, bad. Buddy, they're it not is not very good. Well, but but hang on because it has been a uh, a bit of a roller coaster here. Opening weekend they go to Starkville, they lose to Mississippi State 35-34. They return home the next week and they beat Southeast Louisiana 45-42. Then they host SMU and That's lose convincing. 39-37. And then they host North Texas and win 24-17. What I'm saying, Mike, is that they have played a four games that were decided by a grand total of 13 points. Hell yeah! <laughs> so if you're looking for somebody to try to keep this thing close against NC State, you came to the right place. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Uh, because that's a that's a pretty decent Mississippi State team and a pretty decent smooth team that they kept it close against, and a pretty bad Southeast Louisiana team and a pretty bad North Texas team that they uh, barely beat. So
1: hey for what it's worth, Louisiana Tech kept it close against Mississippi State. NC State didn't really keep it close against Mississippi State. I'm not <laughs> saying that, I'm just saying. That is
0: that's is, that's that's how it works, Mike. The transitive math checks out there.
1: Yeah, so in that case, I think we're just going to go Louisiana Tech money line. No. I'm just
0: well, just yeah. Speaking of holding yeah. your horses here. Uh but <laughs> yeah. Mike, I told you we gotta have double barrel locks tonight. Louisiana attack, lock it up. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. And buddy, if it gets to twenty one, that's even better. Uh yeah, no, I, yeah, that, I that's a ton of points, man.
1: Yeah, I would actually I would actually love it to get to like like twenty. Dude, if this gets to twenty two, Joey. I don't know what you got left on your mortgage. It's not my goddamn business, but I would say you just take whatever money that you have set aside for the mortgage to your house and you just put it on Louisiana Tech plus 22 if it ever got to that.
0: I'm not betting my mortgage on NC State and Louisiana Tech football. <laughs> oh my. Maggie will be so happy with me.
1: <laughs> house will be paid off for you. You guys can retire. If I don't you, well, you want to bet you your own money...
0: Yet in that amount on it <laughs> and then gift it to me when it wins. We would love that. Yeah. That'd be great. If a belated wedding gift, I'm not sure I want to you. put 10 bucks on this game, much less, you know, the 30 that is my mortgage. So <laughs> yes. yes, goodness. Uh, yeah. Louisiana tech. We're locking that up. Um, 20 and a half. That's a lot of points for, for an NC state yeah. team. That is going to be, I I mean, are they good enough to win this game? For sure. In a normal situation, by three touchdowns? Yeah, maybe, probably. But in this one, I yeah, I, I don't love it. I don't love it. Total's 53 and a half. You have the under, Mike. I've got the under in every other game tonight, so what the hell? Let's make it a clean sweep. We'll take the under there oh, yeah. as well. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Seven game, a, seven unders. I
1: love it. <laughs> I have it on good authority that all seven of the games will not go under. So
0: Yeah, that's, that's probably just math if I had to guess. But Right, pretty much, just math <laughs> Uh, Mike, anything else in that game?
1: Not re- I mean, no, not really <laughs> I mean, NC State gets a breather week It's just whether or not they cover
0: Uh, Last note we did actually have on this game We found out, uh, coming out of that game Against Clemson last weekend Clemson wasn't the only one with injuries uh, NC State's defensive tackle, C.J. Clark Is going to be out for the season with a knee injury uh, So that's a, a, a pretty big presence You know, both literally and productivity wise in the defense to, uh, to replace. So that's a, uh, that's a tough loss for them. I I don't really factor that in one way or the other in this, this particular spot, but you know, for what it's worth, just keep that in mind, not trying not to uh, omit these things as much as possible. Yeah.
1: I mean, if, if they're, if they're really missing CJ Clark in this game, then we're feeling really good about our Louisiana tech. I will say that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's that. All right. Louisiana tech in the under locked, uh, Mike, that's it. For ACC proper action, but for spiritual ACC action, 3.30 p.m. on ESPN Plus. Going to church, baby. Is actually kind of pay-per-view, if you put it that way. Uh, Our Bowling Green Falcons. A 16.5-point underdog on the road, taking on the Kent State Golden Flashes, if memory serves correctly. That's correct. Mike, you want those points? I do. Are you locking it up? I do. No, of course not. We're not to the sicko's point of the podcast yet, are we?
1: I'm not some sicko. (laughs) Um, I mean, Bowling Green's better than Minnesota. So, I mean, they should be able to cover
0: two scores against Kent State, right? Once again, transitive property checks out. That checks out. It's just math. That's right. At the end of the day. (laughs) Uh, SP Plus has this as like Kent State is like five-point favorites. So, how we got to 16... (laughs) Not totally sure. Oh oh, oh my God! I might have to bet that. You know what,
1: Joey? You know what? With that information in mind, Bowling Green,
0: lock it up. (laughs) You better lock it up. You better lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. This is a. uh, (laughs) This is a banner moment in our podcast history that we officially have Bowling Green locked up to cover the spread. Look at you, Bowling Green. One of the 10 worst
1: college football programs in the FBS has been locked up to cover 16 and a half against Kent State. Shout out Bill Connolly. Shout out S P Plus. It better be
0: right. Mike, look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Are you locking it up too? No, no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Absolutely not. You have have morals. Yeah, I have standards, whatever that means. Um, Yeah. No, yeah. I just wanted to execute the uh, the Paul Rudd meme there, so hopefully that went okay.
1: Grow it up. Yeah, uh, give me give me ten on the Falcons. I locked it up mostly oh as God. a joke, but uh, I gotta I, I gotta put something on it. I'm obligated as a. I, because I also have standards, Joey. And you know what? You can't lock something out without putting anything on it. Speaking of which, I'm putting 15 on Louisiana Tech. because you just put that in the spreadsheet. I,
0: I was just about to say that as well. for as as fired up as we were about that Louisiana Tech lock, we forgot to actually wager anything on it. So yeah, 15 for me as well. Yeah.
1: I have standards, but I'm actually putting Bank Border Coin on Bowling Green before Louisiana Tech that I feel much more confident
0: in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what a mess. All right. That does it for our picks for this week, Mike. Let's recap here. Uh, uh, let's see. How do we do this? Uh, we've got – I've got under – I've got 15 Van Gorder coin on the under for Boston College Clemson. You have 15 on Boston College in that game. You have 15 on the over for Louisville Wake Forest. You have 20 on the money line plus 150 for Georgia Tech over Pittsburgh. I have 20 Go jackets. Go jackets. That's right. I have 20 on North Carolina minus 20 against Duke. You have 15 on the under. I have 10 on the under for Florida State and Syracuse. We both have 15 on Louisiana Tech. And you, my friend, have 10 on Bowling Green to cover 16 and a half against Kent State. I like that pick. That's a good pick. Uh, my bad in real life. That's right. You locked up Georgia Tech money line against Pittsburgh. I locked up North Carolina minus the 20 against Duke. We both locked up, Louisiana Tech and you, Mike, once again locked up Bowling Green. So, what a week it shall be if all of those things come to come to fruition. Can't wait.
1: Man, that that was that was We had we had some fun picks there. That was great.
0: All-timer. All-timer. Mike, other games you're interested in this weekend from a a numbers perspective?
1: Yeah, I got a few. I like Michigan. So, Michigan's about a two and a half to three point favorite. Um, I like Michigan to beat Wisconsin. Graham Mertz is terrible, dude.
0: He's pretty <laughs> like, bad. Yeah. He's horrible.
1: I mean, uh, five star quarterback. Congratulations. Good for you. Have fun selling insurance. He is awful. Mm. I mean, he can't. I mean, he had four picks against Notre Dame last Saturday, two of them got returned for a touchdown. Uh, really, though. I mean, I'm not trying to give him too much crap for one bad game, but it's been several bad games. I mean, he wasn't very good last year either. He was great in the opener against Illinois. when The Big Ten finally kicked off their season because of COVID and all that. You know, Wisconsin-Illinois was the first Big Ten game of the season last year. It took place on a Friday night. And Graham Mertz threw five touchdown passes. And everybody was saying, and myself included, wow, Graham Mertz. This guy's awesome. Wisconsin made the right decision to start him over, you know, Jack Cohn, um, because that was a quarterback competition. Then Cohn got hurt, and then he was the starter. Cohn, of course, ended up transferring to Notre Dame. Mertz has been pretty awful ever since. So I can't, in my right mind, bet on Wisconsin even at home here. And Michigan had. An up-and-down game against Rutgers last Saturday. Is Michigan a little bit overrated? Yeah, probably, but Wisconsin is so bad, Joey. Um, so I like I like Michigan in that spot. Um, I like Texas minus five on the road at TCU. TCU's actually been pretty good this year. Texas just hung 70-something points on Texas Tech. Uh, TCU's defense has been semi-decent, but I think Texas has enough in the tank to cover five. On the road, I do have two more. This is good
0: podcasting. This is good I, podcast. I, I was going to say, I, I like. I think I like Minnesota plus two and a half on the road against Purdue. Um, mm. I, I, I realize how bad it was that Minnesota lost to Bowling Green last week. I like to think the coaches are going to keep them kind of focused and, and yep. involved in that game. Uh, yep. So I think they could win that game outright. So give me Minnesota plus two and a half. I don't mind Memphis minus 11 on the road taking on Temple. Yep. It's it's not that I really love Memphis as much as I really want to fade Temple. I think Temple's pretty yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> They're pretty bad.
1: They are. They are. Um, uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. LSU minus three and a half at home against Auburn. Auburn has no idea who their quarterback is, and now they got to go on the road to Death Valley on a Saturday night. Uh, LSU, no thank you.
0: Does LSU know who their quarterback is? Eh. Eh. We don't got to talk about that. We don't got to talk about that.
1: No, no.
0: They have Coach O. It'll it'll be fine. They're at home. Do you have thoughts on Cincinnati Um, minus two at Notre Dame?
1: I actually like Notre Dame there. I just feel like Jack Cohn is getting – and he's going to play, it looks like. He left the game with an ankle injury last Saturday. It looks like he's going to play. Uh, He's been a bit better than he's been given credit for this year. Notre Dame's offense has been a bit up and down. Jack Cone's been pretty good. And the defense seems to be finding itself. You know, it's one thing to do it against Purdue. It's another thing to do it against Wisconsin. I guess <laughs> now you got to figure out if you could do it against Cincinnati. If Notre Dame passes that test, I think we're back into a Notre Dame is a really good team again conversation because the offense could just do, you know, a little bit, a little bit more incrementally each week and and just continuously get better. Also, I. I don't know if this is overrated, underrated, or what, but Marcus Freeman was the defensive coordinator at Cincinnati last year, and he knows the strengths and weaknesses of that offense better than almost anybody. And I think you're getting it early enough in the year where I think that'll matter, I think. I don't know if I'm overrating that or what, but I I think i like Notre Dame at home there.
0: Um, Something else that I just saw. Now i got to go find it again. Speaking of good podcasting, where did it go? I'll find it. It's on here somewhere. Um, oh, by the way, are, are we really doing the whole uh, Oklahoma's favored by 10.5 in Manhattan against Kansas State thing again? Oh, because, oh,
1: that. so that was, yeah, so that's that's one of my picks as well. I'm on Kansas State. Yeah. yeah. Kansas <laughs> I'm on State, Kansas
0: State, Manhattan. Plus 10.5 for sure. Yeah. And and again, yeah. Kansas State might not be totally complete, but Oklahoma is definitely not totally complete. And they have had a miserable time taking on Kansas State in recent years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kansas state has two in a row in this series.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Kansas state's coming off a loss and I think probably better I, yeah, I'm on Kansas state there. And then, uh, one more game. I am on the under, uh, also I'm on Oregon state outright. I'm on the under in this game, Oregon state hosting Washington. The total is 57 Oregon state can put up some points, but are we sure Washington's going to score with them? I mean, the, the point spread seems to indicate that I'm on the under there. I think, that, I think that game absolutely goes under,
0: Fair enough. I've got two more here. Uh, give me Ole Miss plus fourteen and a half against Alabama,
1: mm. because
0: mm. yes, Mike, I am signing up for the bet against Alabama game watching experience. Uh, yep, sure. That yeah. sounds like fun. That
1: went well. That went real well for me in week one with <laughs> Miami. That was
0: good. Yeah, that, w- that was an easy one. Uh, the other one is is a little bit of a uh, sicko's play. Oh God! Give me the team total seventeen and a half. Give me the under for Navy against Central Florida. Oh, my God. Navy's offense has been horrendous this year. Like, they cannot move the ball whatsoever. No. 17 and a half, even against Central Florida, no. I don't think they're getting there.
1: Yeah, Navy might not win three games. Uh, that's been that's been a rough experience for them. They don't have a quarterback. So nope. that's nope. basically sinks nope. your entire offense in that particular system if you don't have a quarterback.
0: Yep, yep, sure does. And I think that's all I got for now, Mike. Might be other things. Who's to say? But you know, keep an eye on Twitter if you want to learn about those.
1: Yeah. West. Oh, West Virginia. My seven. A interest in that. Texas Tech coming off a of blowout loss. West Virginia emotional loss on the road in Norman. West Virginia plays well at home.
0: I was gonna say that's in I Morgantown.
1: Yeah, it's in Morgantown. I I might be able to talk myself into that. I don't think if I'm I don't think I'm gonna bet it right now. But I, think I need to talk myself into it.
0: Yeah. A letdown spot for West Virginia. Like they're they're the better team. They should win that game by a touchdown or so. I don't know if I'm looking to give. Points in that situation, though. I, I'd probably just leave that one alone for me personally. Tease it down. There you go. You could do that. It's, it's always a good option. I like that option. Yeah. Definitely not a believer in Texas Tech for what that's worth. <laughs> How could
1: you <he> be after <laughs> what we just witnessed in Austin last Saturday?
0: Yeah, that, that wasn't great. Wasn't great.
1: Yep. Follow Message Board Geniuses on Twitter, by the way. I know that's a really random tidbit, but that is an excellent Twitter follow and they got some great Texas Tech content. Uh, some great screenshots from Texas Tech message boards about Matt Wells. I'll, I will just leave it at that. But Go give them a follow. They're fantastic. Some good Miami banter there as well this morning. So go check that out.
0: Every time I think the internet was a mistake, I see some of that message board content. And, of course, that's kind of a mistake in and of itself. But the joy and the, the you know the ridiculousness of it that I get out of it it's, it's, makes it all worth it. So definitely recommend that. Mike, that's all I got on week five. Let's work on getting out of here. Uh, the people can come find us over the weekend as we watch these games. I am at FTRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel SOS. Together, we're at BC Podcast ACC. You can send us an email with your questions, comments, concerns, the longest email address known to man, Podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Thank you. We had several people who did that prior to last weekend's games and kind of during the, the weekend. So we ended up doing the bonus show on uh, this past Tuesday. So go check that out. I really appreciate those who have enjoyed that already. Uh, Mike, they can find us on iTunes and Spotify, anywhere you can go find your podcast content. Uh, You can go find us there. So please do that. Hit that follow button, the subscribe button, uh, rate, review, do those cool things. We appreciate those for sure. Uh, Do you want to tell them real quick where they can find us in the social medias? Uh, Facebook.
1: Facebook.com slash basketball conference, rate, review, find all of your podcasts there. Also, check us out on Instagram at BC Podcast ACC. I stumbled through it, but I did it.
0: You, you got there. You got there. It's late. It's it's week five. We're deep in the season at this point. Yeah, yep. it's it's tough. We're just trying to get through this. Trying to get through this. Uh, Mike, you want to get out here and go watch some games? Yeah, man. A big, big weekend nationally across
1: college football. Some big-time matchups.
0: Should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. So glad that we still are uh, early in the college football season. There's a lot ahead of us. So it uh, should be a lot of fun. All right, let's get out of here. We will come back and recap these games on Sunday. Until then, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you again soon. Enjoy the games. And until next time, go ACC.